0: Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth and justice, believers in peace, freedom and the American way. Tom Hartman here with you. A lot in the news today. Alan Grayson, uh, you know, it's been a long time since we've heard about Alan Grayson right Alan Grayson, the former congressman from Florida congressman with guts, right uh, he he just sent out he's 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 raising money and i'm I, I'm not sure if he's going to be running for Senate or where he's going with this but but his his fundraising email which uh, is is fascinating it's titled Poverty is fatal and Grayson is so right on this I mean these are the kind of topics that he was always kind of focused on and He says, last year, I publicized a study by the Brookings Institution that found that rich Americans are living 14 years longer than poor Americans. And last month, we found out why. A medical study in South Africa found that people with significant financial stress, in quotes, were 13 times more likely to have a heart attack. Not 13% more likely, not even 130% more likely, no, 13 times more likely. And he compares and the the study, of course, on that stress and the heart attacks was done in South Africa. And he says, well, good news for South Africans, though. South Africa has national health insurance. The United States, which is 10 times as wealthy, does not. Right. So meanwhile, over at The New York Times, Peter Goodman writes this piece called The Robots Are Coming and Sweden is Fine. So this kind of raises the question. Grayson's talking about how poverty is is deadly. Poverty is particularly deadly in the United States because we don't have a national health insurance program. We don't have a really good and comprehensive and evenly applied social safety net program. It's uh, getting harder and harder to you know, even get Social Security disability. Uh, Republicans have been cutting the budget of Social Security, the administrative staff, for years, I mean, repeatedly. So it's getting harder and harder just, you know, to deal with the bureaucracy, which of course is the Republican way, right? Break government and then stand around and go, oh, it's broken, time to replace it with Citibank. So anyhow, the United States is arguably one of the most, well, not arguably, the United States is the worst developed country in the world in which to be poor. (laughs) The developed countries, I get it. There's terrible poverty in, in much of the rest of the world, but I'm talking about the developed world here. And in Scandinavia, They're doing just fine with the loss of jobs to automation, right? I mean, here's an eye-popping statistic, right? Eighty percent of Swedes express positive views about robots and artificial intelligence. Compare that. This is from Pew Research. That was the European Commission got that study. Pew Research found that 72 percent of Americans are worried about a future with robots and computers. Why? Well, because in Sweden you don't have to worry if you lose your job, and it's not that you can sit around and be "quote" lazy. I mean, yes, every culture, every society is going to have that small two, three, four percent of people. It's why we consider four percent unemployment to be maximum, uh, you know, unemployment or uh, you know, maximum employment rather. Um, Not obviously, it's not entirely that because a chunk of that four percent is people being recycled through the system who are only temporarily unemployed. but the point is that that in, in every country, you're going to have a few freeloaders, but they tend to be very small, few, and far between. Just like with voter fraud, this is another canard that the Republicans have pushed for years to promote their own social and financial agenda. And their agenda, of course, being more money for rich people in the United States. So as... Peter Goodman reports for the New York Times, he says, in the world, in much of the world, people whose livelihoods depend on paychecks are increasingly anxious about automation. He talks about, you know, the the robots are coming to get us. He says, but Shustak has little currency in Sweden or its Scandinavian neighbors where unions are powerful, government support is abundant, and trust between employers and employees runs deep. Here, robots are just another way to make companies more efficient. As employees, pro- as employers prosper, workers have consistently gained a proportionate slice of the spoils, a stark contrast to the United States and Britain, where wages have stagnated while even corporate profits have soared. And you know, he talks about how you know losing your job can wipe you out in the United States. Losing your job in Sweden doesn't wipe you out. This isn't yet in, in Sweden, and the rest of Scandinavia governments provide health care along with free education. They pay generous unemployment benefits while, finan, while employers finance extensive job training programs. Unions generally embrace automation as a competitive advantage that makes jobs more secure. Now, the big difference between the United States and Sweden is that we spend about 20% of our economy, essentially, To programs that help jobless and vulnerable people, Sweden spends 27%. Where does the rest of that money go here in the United States? Uh, Mostly it goes into defense and tax cuts for billionaires. And then he notes, a pair of Oxford University researchers concluded that nearly half of all American jobs could be replaced by robots or other forms of automation over the next 20 years. Sweden doesn't care. They're they're embracing it. They're looking forward to it. They're, they're, They're having fun with it. What are we doing in the United States and England, though? Well, here, this is on the front page of the Financial Times. Worldwide mergers and acquisitions activity, this by Arash Masoudi, uh, James Fontenella Khan, and Don Weinland. Worldwide mergers and acquisitions activity has exceeded $3 trillion for the fourth consecutive year. Now, what does that mean? What that means is big companies are getting much, much bigger. Medium-sized companies are being eaten alive. Small companies no longer even have a chance. That's what it means. Uh, the, the, again, quoting from the Financial Times, the final month of 2017 was capped by three blockbuster trans, tra, transactions sparked by companies taking action against the threat of disruption from the likes of Amazon, Facebook, and Netflix, which are all moving into new sectors, they say. And they give examples uh, because, you know, Amazon is going into the pharmaceutical business. The, US big, the U.S.'s biggest drugstore chain, CVS Health, Agreed to acquire health care insurer Aetna for about $69 billion. Meanwhile, Amazon's effect on retail worldwide prompted Australia's billionaire Lowe family to sell its global shopping center business, Westland, to France's Uniball Ramadako for $24 billion. And, they, you know, the Century Fo- 21st Century Fox and Disney and all this stuff. And basically what they're saying is that the way that, the well, here, here's what it boils down to. The way that wealth is generated in Sweden, a high tax, strong social safety net country, what's called social welfare, or social welfare capitalism, or democratic socialism. And the pages of the Financial Times, they refer to it as social welfare capitalism. But I, I would call it democratic socialism, as you have all over the, you know, all over northern Europe. What they do is they share the wealth with everyone in the country. What we do here in the United States is pretty much everything we can, including the most the recent this uh, uh, tax scam from the Republican Party, we do everything we can to make sure that the rich get richer and richer and richer and richer and that working people are, are more and more tightly screwed, squeezed. Why? Well, the Republicans have this weird theory that if people are terrified, if people are unemployed, if people are in a crisis that they'll work harder. Now, you know, I can give you that short term, you poke somebody with a cattle prod, you're going to get a response. But over a period of time, you're going to you're going to you're going to exhaust them. You're going to wipe them out. And that's what's happening in the United States. Our 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 workforce is being devastated. Our our economy is being ravaged by these giant corporations and then you go to, like, you know, the Cato Foundation. This is in Forbes magazine. It's from a couple of years ago by David Brunari. Where is the outrage over corporate welfare? And he says, you know, the, the Fortune 500 corporations alone accounted for 16,000 subsidy awards. That's $63 billion in direct corporate welfare. Money taken from your tax dollars and mine through the state and federal government and handed over to these, to the, just the Fortune 500, sixty three billion dollars. It's amazing. For more of this rant and to hear the entire show, you can subscribe to our podcasts at TomHartman.com.